Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Morning, good morning. Huh? Hey, Jess. Hey, girl. Hey, you. I hope you're well. Tap in. Tell me how things are going. Oh, Lord, we need you. Thank you, Lord. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Desperate for you. My God. Thank you, Lord. So here. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Settle here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on, Trinidad. Good morning, Trinidad. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm -mm. You will not disturb it today in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We come against every principality, every dark space, anything, any assignment. We sever the cords, the ties right now in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus over this devotional. We thank you no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And we thank you that the glory of the Lord will rise in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you. Good morning, good morning. Thank you. Glory to God. Settle here. Good morning. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord God, prepare our hearts for what you're going to teach us here. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you all. Thank you, Lord. Oh, good. Oh, thank you for that. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come on and take your seat. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you for those of you that are sharing. Thank you, Kim. I'm still chewing on Bible study. Thank you for those of you who share. Thank you for those of of you that are just here. We thank you, Lord. I just thank God for you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lawton, Oklahoma. Thank you, Virginia. Thank you, New York. Thank you for all of you who log on from throughout the world. Thank you, Rittman, Ohio. You could be anywhere else, but you're here. Thank you, I'm homebound, Little Rock, Arkansas. Thank you, Arlington, Texas. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, we thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for settling here. We thank you, Lord God, for settling here. 
We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. We're a little bit of everywhere. If you didn't know it, we are a little bit of everywhere. The devotional goes a little bit of everywhere. And every time someone from a different city or a state shares the devotional, then that just means we're getting the gospel around the world and the goal of this devotional is to get the gospel around the world so if you didn't think your sharing was important i'm telling you your sharing is important and i'm grateful for i'm just grateful for what god is doing i'm just grateful for absolutely everything i'm grateful i'm just grateful god is so amazing god is so good God is so faithful. I'm just experiencing and witnessing the power of God in ways I've never, ever, 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 ever seen before. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I am just your earthen vessel, but I thank you for using me. I thank you for choosing me. I thank you for even allowing me just to, just to deliver the gospel. I thank you for the call on my life. I thank you, Father God, for the lives that you put me in touch with, the people you've allowed me to come in contact with. I thank you for your glory. I thank you for choosing me. I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I do not take this for granted. I do not take this in vain. I just thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I'm just so grateful. Thank you. 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 He is strategic, Angela. I saw you say that he is so strategic with our lives. If we will just allow him to be strategic, he is so strategic with our lives. So I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful for God. I just want to bless his name a little bit more. If you'll just bless his name with me, if you'll just glorify him, let's just give him what he's due this morning, the fruit of our lips. Father God, we thank you. You've been good to us even when we didn't deserve it. Like even when we didn't deserve it, even when we didn't make right decisions and even when we didn't make right choices, you've been so good. You've been faithful when we have been unfaithful. You've been faithful even when we've been unfaithful, Lord God. You've chosen chosen to be faithful to us. You've chosen to love us despite anything we do. We, You've chosen to love us when we choose other things before you, Lord God. And we just thank you for your faithfulness and we thank you for your might and we thank you for your power and we thank you for the strength and we thank you that you didn't orphan and abandon us. You did not leave us lonely. You gave us the Holy Spirit, my God. And we just thank you for Jesus. And we thank you, Father God, that in you we find sweet rest and in you we find comfort and in you we find love and in you we find grace and in we, you we find mercy and in you we find our purpose, Lord God. We just thank you for that, my 
God. My God, we thank you. So, Lord God, we ask you this morning, just settle here. Settle on us. Breathe Breathe on us, Holy Spirit. Breathe on us, Father. Breathe on us. Breathe on us. Breathe on the broken. Breathe, Breathe on the downtrodden. Breathe on the homeless. Breathe on the hungry, Lord God. Breathe on us. Breathe on our finances and breathe on our relationships and breathe on our purpose today, Lord God. We just need you to breathe. We just need you to breathe on us, Father. Breathe on us this morning, Lord God. It's your breath that infuses us. It's your breath that wakes up our purpose. It's your breath that puts us in the right position, Lord God. So blow on us this morning, Holy Spirit. It's your breath that awakens us. It's your breath that speaks to our dry bones. It's your breath, Lord God. So just breathe on us this morning. My God, I thank you for your breath. My God, I thank you for your purpose for my life. My God, I thank you for my children, Javen, Jaleel, Jermaine, Josiah, and Judah. Lord God, I thank you for my grandchildren. My God, Zayden, Lyric, Logan, and Shiloh. I thank you for Janie, my mom, and Derek, my dad. I thank you for my brothers and my sisters, Lord God. I thank you for my nieces and my nephews, Lord God. I thank you for my spiritual daughters, Lord God. And I thank you, Father God, for my household. And I Thank you, Father God, for providing for me. And I thank you, Father God, that Jesus took every penalty. My God, I thank you for sanctifying me and setting me apart and rendering me holy. Lord God, I just thank you and I thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word. I thank you for my your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord God. You are my strength. You are my redeemer. I thank you, Lord. I just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I thank you, Father God. I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you, I thank you, I thank you. I thank you for brand new mercies daily. I thank you for brand new mercies daily. I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Y'all ready to get in the Word today? You ready to get into the Word today? I am so ready. I am so excited to teach the Word of God. Like, I get so excited. Um, I'm already the night before. Like, I was leaving Bible study last night, and I was talking to my dear friend Jess, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so ready to teach in the morning. I'll be ready to teach in the morning, and I've just got through teaching, and I'm like, I'm ready to teach in the morning, right? I'm ready to see what God is going to do through us. I'm ready to see what God is going to say to us in the morning. I'm like, I'm ready for the devotional. I'm at night ready for the devotional for the next day. Like sometimes I want to hop in the bed like a little kid (laughs) waiting on Santa. (laughs) Okay, let me go to sleep, right? Last night I couldn't even go to sleep. I was so hyped up. I was so, um, I was so excited. Like after I got settled, I was asleep in a few minutes, but like it was so intense for me. I was like, okay, Lord, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. I'm ready to see what you're going to share with us this morning. I'm ready to see how you're going to chasten us, how you're going to groom us. Like I'm ready to see, I'm ready for my devotional time with you. It's like, and I had just left the word. Like I had just been before him, but I was still like, okay, I'm ready. And that's what it's like to hunger 
and thirst for righteousness. That's what it's like to be hungry and thirst for God and to be settled for God. It's just like, okay, Lord, I cannot wait to see what you do for us in this season. I'm excited about God. I'm excited. And I just want to thank you for your faithfulness. I want to encourage you. I have a scripture that I'm getting ready to read over you. God gave me our scripture for today. And I love that he's been doing this, right? It's, it's, I love that he's been giving us scripture daily. Like it's been so powerful for me that he's so intentional with us that he's like, this is the word I'm giving you today. He gave such a powerful word last night in Bible study. I saw someone post something about Hebrews. It wasn't Hebrews for Bible study. So if you're still looking for the word for Bible study last night, it's up in over there. Any lady can go watch it. It was just such a powerful word of God. Do it on your lunch today, you know, or something. So let me read Psalms 25 over you today, over us today. This is our scripture. This is our personal scripture from God. He's been giving us such a personal scripture and I love these personal scriptures. Lord God, Lord God, we're going to make it all about you this morning. We're going to make it all about you this morning. We're going to make it all about you this morning. We're going to deny our flesh and make it all about you this morning and nothing else in Jesus name. So scripture I'm reading over us today is Psalms 25. It says, Oh Lord, I give my life to you. Mm. I trust in you, my God. Do not let me be disgraced or let my enemies rejoice in my defeat. No one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced. But disgrace comes to those who try to deceive others. Show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. Lead me by your truth and teach me, for you are the God who saves me. All day long I put my hope in you. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and unfailing love which you have shown from long ages past. Do not remember the rebellious sins of my youth. Remember me in the light of your unfailing love, for you are merciful, O Lord. The Lord is good. (laughs) Somebody needs to say that. The Lord is good. Somebody needs to say that. The Lord is good. Yeah, that's good, Kim. Let my life turn back. The Lord is good and does what is right. He shows the proper path to those who go astray. He leads the humble in doing right, teaching them his way. The Lord leads with unfailing love and faithfulness. All who keep his covenant and obey his demands for the honor of your name. O Lord, forgive my many sins. Who are those who fear the Lord? He will show them the path they should choose. They will live in prosperity and their children will inherit the land. The Lord is a friend to those who fear him. He teaches them his covenant. My eyes are always on the Lord for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Turn to me and have mercy, my God, for I am alone and in deep distress. My problems go from bad to worse. Did you know you could ask God for mercy? Like when you are struggling, like ask God, God, I need your mercy. Like I need your mercy. When you, even when you know you failed and you haven't done the things God has asked you, just cry out for mercy. God, I need your mercy. He says, turn to me and have mercy. He was asking him, David is like, look, I need your mercy. I need your mercy above anything else. My problems go bad from bad to, even if you haven't done anything, ask God for mercy. says, turn to me and have mercy for I am alone. And in deep distress, my problems go from bad to worse. 
Oh, save me from them all. Feel my pain and see my trouble. Forgive all my sins. See how my enemies, I see how many enemies I have and how viciously they hate me. Protect me. Rescue my life from them. Do not let me be disgraced. For in you I take refuge. May integrity and honesty protect me. My God. That's why it's so important for us to act, walk in integrity. It's so important for us to show mercy. It's so important for us to be in honesty. It's so important. For I put my hope in you, O God, ransom Israel from all its troubles. And I I tell you, I always replace my name in the word ransom Lakeisha from all his troubles. My God, he is so merciful. He is so full of grace. So Psalms 25 is our scripture from the Lord today. And I hope you just take that and chew on that today and ask God for mercy and cry out to him in your times of distress and ask him to Lord, give, I give my life. I'm trusting my life to you, Lord God, Lord God, I'm going to trust my life to you. Um, today. So today we're going to talk about don't lose it. And we're talking about self-control. And we know that without a doubt, God, I don't know why I have my wallet on the couch. I don't know. Fill it up, Lord. (laughs) I'm like, why is my wallet? I saw it earlier. I was like, why is your wallet on the couch? So I'm just going to say, fill it up, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up, fill it up. You know, I got a work to do for you. Fill it up in Jesus name, right? Fill it up, Lord. You might want to say that to your wallet. Fill it up. Fill it up in Jesus name. And so we're going to talk about don't lose it. And we're going to talk about self-control. My God, I thank you for that. I thank you, Lord. I thank you. Change my perspective about money so that I can do more for you. It's not for me. It's for others, Lord. And I thank you for the reminder of that. So we're going to to talk about, um, yeah, um, settle on it. We're going to talk about self-control this morning and I titled today's devotional, Don't Lose It. Like, do not lose it. Do you know it takes money for the kingdom? Like, and sometimes we don't want it, right? Or we feel like it's selfish to ask for it. But when you don't have selfish motives and you got, like, you want to build houses for people, you want to buy people cars, when you want to, um... When you want to make impact in your community, when you want to feed the sick, when you want a hospital visit, when you're called to ministry and called to purpose, you need resources. So don't be afraid to ask God for resources. So today we're going to don't don't be afraid of that. Don't be able to say, Lord, I need resources so that I can fulfill your purpose here on earth. And so when you're centered and settled on here and you begin to pray for resources for others, God will fill your cup up so that you can do. So anytime you get money in your hands, instead of spending it on yourself, don't be wise in your own eyes. Ask the Lord, where am I supposed to sow? Where do you need me to give? And if you'll begin to position and ask that, he'll fill you up. He'll fill you up. He'll fill you up. So, because he knows you're going to pour it out on someone else. So that, I don't know, but that was for somebody. He knows you're going to pour it out on himself. That'll change how your cup gets full. You ain't got to beg God for nothing. He knows everything that you need. He knows you need food. He knows you're going to need clothing. He knows you need shelter. You don't have to beg God for absolutely anything, right? Anything. If you ask him to fill it up. Fill it up and fill it up that he will. He will. He will. Thank you for that, Grover. He will. So let's get into the scripture for today. That's Proverbs 25. 
and 28. It says like a city whose walls are broken through. Kirby, I saw that. Ask God about your next season. There is no retirement in the Bible. There, there is no retirement in the Bible. So ask God about your next season because retirement is a man-made thing. We are fruitful until death. That's what this that's a world system thing. Retirement is. So ask God for perspective about your next season. What am I doing in this next season? Because there is no retirement in the kingdom. There's no retirement. So Proverbs 25 and 28, it says like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. That is so powerful. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. And as I was meditating on this this morning, a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. I want to share something with you. I had a, um, we had a flood. We call it the flood of 2009. And in 2009, um, there was a flood and this is so funny because we were the only house that got flooded out in October of 2009. I think it started in August or September. The rains were just, it was crazy. It was raining crazy. It was raining. It was raining. And in the area that we lived in, in the time we had ditches, right? And the ditches began to get backed up and the ditches were getting backed up. And as the ditches mm -mm, in the name of Jesus, as the ditches were beginning to be backed up, right? The ditches were getting ready to be full. Um, we were at home, we were eating dinner. And as we were eating dinner, um, I just will never forget this. this the grounds were saturated. The ditches were full. And, um, we were in our house now, mind you, mind, mind you, let me mind, let, let me, let me mind you this. Let me, let me mind you this, that I need to mind you this earlier that year. My husband had said, we need to get a flood policy. I keep having dreams that water is coming into this house. So warning always go. I believe warning goes. He was like, we need to. We need to buy a flood policy. I keep seeing water in this house. We were not in a flood zone. We were not in a flood area. Um, it made no sense for him to get a policy. And I was like, baby, you just wasted money. And so he came home that July, he had bought a flood policy. And I'm pretty sure the insurance man thought, okay, no big deal. So it began to rain. It began to pour out rain. It was raining. The ditches were backing up. Well, we were in the house. And at that time I was pregnant with Judah. I was about a month uh, from being due, right? So we were in the house. We had fixed dinner. We were sitting down. We were about to eat dinner. And one of the boys was sitting at the table and I was in the kitchen and I thought it was a joke. Like I really thought he was joking and he, I, well, no, I thought my dog had peed on the floor and I was going to get her cause she had not like to go outside. She didn't like to go outside in the rain. And so we were sitting at the table and as we were sitting at the table, one of my sons said, where does water come from? Right? Where does this water come from? And I was like, what water? Right. And so my, my, we turned around and my husband turned around and he looked right. And this was just like a matter of an hour. This wasn't a time lapse. We had got home not long ago. We had pulled into the driveway, our cars. And so it was like, my husband was like, um, where, where did, 
where did this water come from? And my son said, it's water over here where they were sitting and they were eating. And so we were watching and my husband looks over there and there was water. There was water coming in. There was water coming in. Well, all of a sudden he looks, he opens the front door and he looks outside and there is water up to the bottom of our screen door. And in just a matter of minutes, the water begins to rush and our house begins to fill up. And I'm talking about it filled up quickly. It didn't fill up. And so as I was studying this, the Lord was showing me like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. Water began to break in our house so fast and so and I don't we don't even know how long the water was down there but I need to let you understand that's what it looks like when self-control is not in place when we lack self-control it begins to seep in very slowly it always starts with just one it always starts with just one. So anytime we are out of self-control, anytime we are into ourselves and outside the spirit of God, it looks like your walls are broken through. Well, once your walls are broken through, anything can get in. Anything, absolutely anything can get in. And so this water went from a little bit of water in one area to the house to the time that when we were walking out the house and I'm tall, I'm almost six feet. Um, the water was up to my knees. Well, the problem with this as well is because we lived in the country and my husband was like, there could be snakes in this water. There could be anything in this water. I need you guys out and in the car. We had to move so quickly to get out. And so the Lord was allowing me to reflect and see here when we are not in self-control, when we lose self-control, it's just like this flood that comes into my house. It'll start seeping slowly in and then it'll rush in and it'll begin to take over your life, right? So it only starts with one little, it started with a trickle. It looked like a trickle. It looked like a little bit of rain. It looked like a little bit of something happens. So I'm just telling you, it only starts with just one bite. I'm just being honest. If you have issues with diets, if you have issues with how you eat, it only starts with one bite. It only starts with one thought. It only starts with one. It only starts with just one. Anytime you come in agreement with your flesh, right? Anytime you become in agreement with your flesh, it gets easier and easier each time. It gets easier and easier each time. That is why we've been studying about living life by the spirit. And so in order for you to be in a position to not lose self-control, you're going to have to put some things in place. Like it only starts with one. You know how the, the potato chip says you can't eat just one. It only starts with one. It just takes a little bit. And then the then, then your walls are broken. Well, once your walls are broken, remember our scripture, Psalms 91, he or she who dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, then your walls are not fortified. You're no longer in the secret place. You're no longer in the secret place. And once you experience a little bit of being out of control, then it becomes more and more easier to be in, in control. So let me give you some things this morning that you need to do to help you get in self-control. And some of you guys know you are already out of self-control in some areas, right? You already know you are out of self-control in some areas. It might be eating. It might be, um, 
it might be sex. It might be your money. It might be whatever. If it does not line up with kingdom, if it does not line up with kingdom, if it's not lining up with kingdom, right? If it's not lining up with kingdom, then you're lacking self-control. And in order not to lose self-control, you're going to have to put some things in place. So one of the first things that I, I, I was reminded of is this morning, you may have to starve it out. And when I say it, it's whatever is keeping you from losing self-control. It's whatever that is breaking down your city, right? So when we began to rebuild this house, so, cause I need to tell you this, when we begin to rebuild this house, we had to rebuild the house because there wound up being a foot and a half of water in the house. We were the only house that flooded in the neighborhood. No one else's house flooded in the neighborhood. Nobody else. We had to evacuate. We had to be out of the house for like 90 days. Um, so we had to stay with my brother-in-law for 90 days. When we began to rebuild the house, we had to fortify the walls when we, cause the house was older. When we began to rebuild the house, we had to fortify the walls. My husband began to pray for the wisdom of the Holy spirit. And we are, I am so grateful. We have flood insurance. Cause had we not had flood insurance, we would not, I have not been able to rebuild this house. We had insurance. Y'all need to listen to this. We had insurance or we would not have been able to rebuild this house. So when we began to rebuild the house, we had to fortify the walls. My God, I thank you for this. We had to fortify the walls. We had to strengthen the walls, right? We had, we had to build the house differently because it flooded again. But because we fortified our walls, when it flooded again, nothing got in the house. Nothing got in the house. No water came into the house because we have fortified our walls. And so the very first thing that I'm going to tell you, especially if you're dealing with self-control in a particular area is you're, my, you're probably going to have to starve it out. You're, you're probably going to have to starve it out. I'm just telling you, you'll probably have to starve it out. If there is an issue, thank you, Holy Spirit, and something that you keep returning to, you're going to have to starve it out. And what I mean by starve it out, you're going to have to fast. You're going to have to fast. You're going to have to fast. You're going to have to put yourself in a position to fast. Fasting is what's going to break it. Fasting is what's going to destroy it. Often when people ask me about overcoming something, they're going to have to make a decision to fast and you got to correctly fast. You can't just do a fast and say I'm fasting and choosing food. When you're fasting, when you're denying yourself, food or you're fasting from something or you're fasting from television or you're fasting from social media. Remember, because this is anything that does not line up with kingdom, you're going to have to do this and you're going to have to fast this out. You're going to have to fast. You're going to have to get aggressive with it. You're going to have to starve it out. So Isaiah 58 and six says, is this not the kind of fasting I've chosen for you to loose the chains of injustice, right? And untie the cords of yoke to a set, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke. Fasting will break every yoke, but it's gotta be a correct fast. It's gotta be a fast with the word. So anytime you're fasting and you're denying yourself, then you've got to replace whatever you're denying yourself with, with the word. So if you're trying to come overcome mental attacks, 
You're going to have to fast it out because your thoughts are probably already in the wrong direction by the situation. And so if you're really looking to overcome, you're going to have to fast it out. Um, Ezra 8 and 23. So we fasted, fasted and petitioned our God about this. And he answered our prayer, fasting it, fasting it out, right? It's going to get your prayers answered. So if you've been looking for solutions and you're like, LMJ, I can't get over this because I've been trying to figure out how do I get over this? How do I overcome? How do I overcome this mindset? How do I overcome this circumstance? How do I overcome? How do I keep myself from returning to vomit, right? Now, let me also tell you this. Self-control is not on the Lord. Self-control is on you. Self, you have to make a decision to walk in self-control. You can plead and bleg, beg all day long, but you're going to have to make a decision. My husband had to make a decision to go get this insurance policy. So self-control. So I'm just telling you, so we fasted and petitioned our God about things that answer prayer. Joel 2 and 12, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. If you're trying to return to God, if you're trying to walk into the fullness of really what you want to walk into, then the fasting, weeping and mourning is what's going to return you to God. The fasting, weeping and mourning, man, this is powerful. Thank you, Holy Spirit, is what's going to turn you to God. And I love this. So after they have fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. That's Acts 13 and three. After they fasted and prayed, right? Then they were able to walk into their purpose because they were full of the Holy Spirit, right? The next part, Moses was there with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights without eating bread or drinking water. And he wrote on the table, the tablets, the words of the covenant. Moses was given the 10 commandments during fasting and praying. So when you're looking for revelation, you're trying to understand your purpose. You're trying to figure out whether God called you to something. You're trying to figure out um, your relationship and all this other stuff. It's during the fasting and praying that God is going to reveal this to you. So any area that you lack self-control, you're going to have to starve it out. You're going to have to fast it out. You're going to fast it. You're going to have to fast. You're going to have to fast it out, but you're going to have to replace it with the word. You cannot just fast. You, and I, we did a thing on fasting and I dropped some tips on fasting. You cannot just fast it out and say I'm fasting. You're going to have to be very aggressive and replace it with the word. Second thing you're going to have to do, you're going to have to understand that it's a lifestyle. You're going to have to understand this is a lifestyle. And I see people do this all the time. Um, we'll read the word of God and we're like, okay, I read my scriptures. You're going to have to understand that this is your lifestyle. Like this is your lifestyle, right? That you are learning, that you are learning to walk in this, right? Your this is, this becomes your lifestyle. This is not, um, self-control is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Walking in the spirit is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It becomes a lifestyle. Like you're learning to walk. And I'm going to give you the scriptures on this. You're learning to walk, right? And once you learn to walk, you don't go back to crawling. You don't go back to crawling. So you don't eat a little bit of scripture and say, 
Oh, it's good. I read my scripture for today. No, you're going to actively pursue the word and actively utilize the word and walk in the word. So this self-control is your lifestyle becomes a lifestyle decision. It becomes a lifestyle choice. Galatians 5, 16 and 7 says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desire for the flesh for the flesh sets its desire against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another so that you may not do these things that please God. So it says, but I say, walk by the spirit. So this is a lifestyle. When we are walking, we are walking out our lifestyle. We don't revert back to crawling, right? We don't go back and crawl again. We don't go back and suck our thumbs and become babies again. You got, this is a lifestyle. You have to understand this is a lifestyle decision and choice. Ephesians five and eight says, for you were formerly darkness. You were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. So we are walking as children. We're going to walk as children. We are walking this out. This has become our lifestyle. That's a brand new walk. Galatians 5 and 16 says, but I say, walk by the spirit and you will not carry out the desires of the flesh walking by the spirit. And I'm not going to carry out the desires of the flesh. So I'm walking in the spirit. I'm walking according to the word. Um, so you're going to walk it out. So you have to understand it's a lifestyle. The third thing you're going to have to do, you're going to have to reset it in the word, right? And somebody will say this needs to come first, but it's important for you to understand the others before you get this, you're going to have to reset it in the word. And the first way that you reset it in the word is that you accept Jesus as Lord and savior. So if there's anybody on here and you've not accepted Christ, that's the very first thing you're going to have to do. And the reason that you've got to accept him and make him Lord and savior over your life is because he is the word, right? He is the word. John one and one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So when we accept the word, right, we become transformed by the word. Then we become fashioned out to look like Christ. We become fashioned out to look like Christ. This is why when Jesus told his disciples to take up the cross, right? He said, then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Then whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it, right? We find our life when we lose ourselves in Christ. We find our life when we operate in self-control. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul, right? Or what shall a man be given to return to? for his in return for his soul. So you're going to have to reset it in the word. You're going to have to repent. You're going to have to ask Christ. You're going to have to make him Lord and savior, right? And you're going to have to receive him as the word because Christ was the word. So when we're receiving the word, we're, we're accepting Christ as the word. The next thing you're going to have to do is your heart has to lead you to this place guided by the Holy spirit. Remember when we did the uh, parables of the soil, if you didn't see that, that teaching is out here. And we talked about having a fruitful heart. You're going to have to let your heart lead this guided by the Holy spirit. Psalms 119 and 11 says, I've hidden your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. So the only way that you're going to be able to really do deal with this is that you deal with the deceitful places in your heart. You got to begin to ask yourself, where are the deceitful places in my heart? Where have I compromised? Where am I eating just one? Where am I just letting a little bit come in? 
See, it's so like this world is so deceitful. So you're going to have to meditate on the word or meditate on laws day and night so that you don't walk in ungodly counsel and ungodly counsel just isn't other people. Ungodly counsel can be your culture. Ungodly counsel can be religion. That's the only way you're going to be able to do it. And you got to go back to the parables of the soil and ask God to prime and prune and look at your heart. And then you're going to have the full, you're going to have to have the full baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then the word can reset this, reset the thing. You've got to be fully baptized in the Holy Spirit. You cannot do this without the Holy Spirit. So you can't be over there like, oh, the Holy Spirit sound too spooky. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. That's the way you're only going to be able to receive these things. That's the way you're only going to recognize what is really sin. The things that I walked into that I thought really weren't sinful, right? Became, I began to understand where sinful later. And, and so that, that's going to be necessary. Let me read this to you. Um, because when, when I got understanding of this, this morning, um, it shook me up and I was like, this is very powerful. And we've read this scripture multiple times. We've meditated on this scripture. We've talked about this scripture, but I need to, I need you to see this from just a little bit of a different perspective. And when you, when I read it to you and I tell you why, so it says, we're backing up. So Galatians 16, it says, so I, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the spirit wants. And the spirit gives us desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The two forces are constantly fighting each other. So you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Holy Spirit, you are not under obligation to the law of Moses. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissensions, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living this sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to the cross and crucified. They nailed, they nailed, they nailed, they nailed them. They made a decision. They made a choice that I'm not going to walk into anything that is not or does not line up with God. They nailed it. You're going to have to nail this to the cross. Let us not be conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Here's the most powerful thing about this scripture that I learned this morning. He was not talking to people that were not saved. He was talking to the church. Paul was talking to the church. He was talking to Christians, to people who go to church every day. He was talking, he was talking to the church. He was telling this to the church. He were telling, he was telling this to people who had already professed Christ. He was talking to the church. He was talking to the church and I'm like, oh my God, you were talking to those of us that walk with you and we go to church and we say we love you and all this other stuff. You were talking to the church. You were saying that the church has an issue 
with self-control. And I was like, my God. And the reason that we do is because we're not spending enough, um, on, um, on it and spending enough time in our word and give, doing these things I said. So I need to give you one more because the spirit is given to you. You're going to have to capture your thoughts quickly. That's my last thing. You're going to have to capture your thoughts quickly. You're going to have to, you're going to have to capture them quickly. You're going to have to cast down your thoughts. You're going to have to cast down wicked imaginations. You're going to have to cast that down quickly. You're going to have to cast those thoughts down quickly. You're going to have to capture thoughts quickly. You're going to have to have scriptures on your thoughts and what you meditate on. That's the fifth part of this. You're going to have to capture those thoughts really quickly. You're not going to have to, you're not going to be able to allow your thoughts to get away from you, or you're not going to be able to operate in self-control. But he was talking to, he was talking to the church. He was talking to the church. He was talking to the church. He was never talking to the people in the world. He was talking to the church because the church was the one that was out of control. So the fifth thing is you're going to have to capture your thoughts quickly. Like if something comes up and it's contrary, you're going to have to capture your thoughts. Well, the only way that you're going to know that it's contrary is that you spend time in the word and the Holy Spirit asking yourself what are the things that do not line up with your will for my life? Romans 12 2, do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. You, you, you're going to begin to know that. Well, that's the only way. That's the only way you're going to know it is that the spirit of God is living in you. I hope that is it. Is that it, Holy Spirit? That's it. I love y'all so much. My God. Yeah, 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 yeah. And starve it out. You're going to have to stop. And just because you don't eat, don't mean you're fasting. Because people will say things like, I thought that. I'm like, food is not my issue, right? And I, I did a really, really hard fast. And I realized I had not been fasting correctly. I realized I had not been fasting correctly. And I thought because food wasn't my issue that I was fasting correctly. Well, when I did this hard fast because I wanted to see something break in my life, um, I realized I had not fasted correctly because before when I would fast, I would be denying myself food or television or my phone or whatever, but I really wasn't spending time replacing it with the word. So that, that's just it. Don't lose it. Don't lose self-control. You're going to have to gain it. You're going to have to take it. You're going to have to take it by force. You're going to have to check out the things in your heart. You're going to have to yield and submit to Jesus. You're going to have to walk it out daily and you're going to have to capture your thoughts, your capture, capture your thoughts. But even if food is not your issue, you're going to have to starve it out. You're going to have to break this thing with a fast. A fast breaks it. You're going to have to figure out a time to fast. You're going to ask the Holy Spirit what that fast looks like. And then a fast will reset that thing for you. I love y'all. Let's get out of here. I love y'all. I cannot wait to see those of you at Pillow Talk on Friday. God is going to do something for us. I feel him. I know him. Thank you for all of you who have gotten registered. I love y'all so much, but more than anything, God loves you. Take the word today. Chew on it. Meditate on it day and night. Let it become a part of your being. So that Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, 
Log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.